Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and I am so excited to be here with you today. And I'm excited to be coming to you live via our Facebook page, Rise Up For You, and able to send you this interview as, we, as it's happening live. And we would love for you to comment and share any ideas, any takeaways you get from this podcast. And as always, we are on all the major podcast platforms. So don't forget to subscribe and to like our Facebook page so you know when I'm going live and you can join in on the conversation. Now, as always, our podcast is here to, to stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit yet, you can do that in a couple ways. You can go to our Facebook page, I'm sorry, you can go to our website, riseupforyou.com and grab it there. And you can also text RISE Podcast to 797979. That's RISE Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, I'm super excited for today's guest. It's Mia Hewitt. Now, Mia is an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a world-class business coach. And she has also personally co-owned and operated several seven-figure businesses. Now, Mia is the founder of Aligned Intelligence, a methodology that removes all blind spots, fear, anxiety, and self-doubt. This is what allows her clients to free their minds from having that inner critic, that negative self-talk, and shows them how to consistently coach themselves through any obstacle so they can build their dream business, they can uh, be fulfilling their purpose and impacting millions. So please welcome Mia Hewitt. Hi. So thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited for our conversation today. So yeah. share with the audience a little bit about yourself. Mm. I think the best thing that I could say to people um, like uh, that's the most relevant for anyone listening in would be that um, I grew up poor. Like um, I really am somebody who wasn't expected to make it. <laughs> like, um, everything in my environment didn't say so. Um, I, I was extremely shy and introverted as a child. Um, and I didn't know back then, but you know, all shyness was just a fear of judgment. Um, I grew up with a father who, um, was like, could be the most funniest man in one moment. And then the next moment could like go off and be explosive and feel like I had to walk around on eggshells. Mm. And um, as a child, I just didn't know how to be with all of that. Like, I didn't know what was going to set him off next. And I worried about um, what he thought. And was I going to do it right? And what if I do this wrong? And what's going to happen then? So, like, it, it really, I am the most underdog of underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say to people, um, I'm not one of those, you know, I, I would interview people and they would say, oh, I've been selling this since I was five years old. No, I never sold anything, was afraid of selling, mm -hmm. um, afraid to talk to people, very uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, so, yeah, I come from a very, very, very... Um, humble beginning. And I think that's why people can relate to me so much because I wasn't naturally gifted at any of the things that I am now gifted at. Wonderful. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that because I think, 
you know, that we're all in this human experience together. Yes. Right? We all experience different things, but I think that resonates with so many people, right? Yeah. It's coming from humble beginnings or it's um, yeah. that uncertainty. I love that you mentioned the fear of judgment because I feel like that is so prevalent now, right? It's totally. Especially with, you know, social media and all these things that yes. we're up with, right? But it's yes. like fear of constantly being judged or criticized or not sure yeah. to and don't want to speak your voice for fear of, of that. So yeah. talk a little bit about that and how you kind of broke through sure. that. Sure, sure. I, I'm such a visual person. I think the best thing is I show it to you because mm -hmm. the in showing it to you, it'll make a lot more sense. So what ha what happens is I spent a half a million dollars of my, you know, looking for the answers to that exact question mm -hmm. and trying to figure out why it is that I was such a successful by other people's standards, successful, but internally felt like a failure. Mm. And I couldn't quite figure it out. So I spent a half a million dollars. I've worked with the best and the best in the industry looking for the answers. I did years and years of therapy. And here's what here's what everybody's struggling with that people don't understand they're struggling with. So I didn't find the answer out there. I actually found it. it I'm not a, um, an overnight success. It took me six years to uncover what I'm going to show you is what really stops people mm -hmm. and how then I solved it. And I solve it for my clients so that it no longer runs them. So basically what happened, Leanne, is when we were born, you know, every baby is born whole, perfect, and complete, meaning not one baby is born with a self-esteem issue, right? right? Like like there was a time, even for those really, really young, and this happens really young, so like meaning there was a time where you totally trusted yourself, you trusted others, and you trusted life, and then something happens. And I see the most amount of the original trauma happens around two years old. I had a couple 15 months, but two, two to three years old is where I'm saying. So really young, not like not down the road young, but this one. So let's just say it happens. Most people don't remember it until I ask them the way that I ask them to recall it because the subconscious mind always knows. You just have to ask it the right questions. It's kind of like Google. <laughs> you just got to type in the right keywords, right? And then all of a sudden, bing, you know? Yeah. And so what happened is, so let's say you went into, you were feeling whole, perfect, and complete. And then you went into an experience where before you'd be whole, perfect, and complete through it, and you got stopped. Mm -hmm. Something happened that blindsided you, caused you to doubt yourself, caused you to not, like, you didn't even know it could happen. And in that moment, it's going to feel like this is a harsh word, but it feels like there's there's a separation. There's a pullback mm -hmm. from like you were connected to everything and everything when you were one. And then when this happened, it it scared you so much, shocked you, confused you, caused you to doubt yourself that that pullback, that split that I'm talking about. And that's too strong of a word because it's an, an internal feeling mm -hmm. where you felt like, oh, my gosh, there must be something wrong with me. Like like, uh, you know, it, it, it's like that feeling. Right. That's the day that we all created our ego. Mm. Okay. So mm -hmm. how a child grows is they grow by an emotional bond of trust. And when that bond is broken, which happens in the original trauma, we experience an emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's the day we created our ego. 
So then we became a way to survive. So my older sister took on superiority ego, which is more of like, I'm going to like be the rebel. Those are like the more the rebels and the, you know, like she was going to be defiant and show and prove something where she already had that one covered. Um, so I took on the inferiority ego, which is like, let me just avoid, let me go into people pleasing, mm -hmm. let me just be the good girl and nobody can really see me, right, kind mm -hmm. of thing. So my hiding was trying to be the good girl. From that day forward, every negative experience just became a deeper, bigger version of the same damn, the same pattern. Mm. over and over it keeps happening every experience i had different face different place different situation same damn trauma like the same mm. feeling i would have every single time so until we heal it which is it takes me eight weeks um to heal this and mm -hmm. anyone but it takes eight weeks and i'll show you why but we mm -hmm. gotta heal that once we heal that now we can start operating from wholeness again which is kind of like if you will a going back home Mm. kind of go back to yourself. The reason why people have not been able to find this in therapy and they don't find it, like I just spent a, um, a call with a woman and she said, oh my gosh, Mia, in one hour with you, I've gotten more value than all my years of therapy and she's 50 years old. So I said to her, I said, girl, you're speaking my language because th this is exactly what I used to struggle with. But why they can't find it is they keep looking for it in the mind and the mind is is um, just a symptom, that negative voice that you hear. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. It doesn't run anymore. When you heal that, um, it actually stops running. So you don't have a negative voice that runs. I don't have a negative voice that runs me anymore. Um, but this is just a symptom, that negative voice of a deeper underlying root cause, which is emotional. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's all coming from here. So another, just to sum it up, just so that you can see it, what happens to us all then is we get caught. The fear of judgment, I'm answering that question. I haven't forgotten. The fear of judgment is actually getting caught because in that moment of that original trauma, when you pulled back, got scared, and you were like, never again am I going to trust other people. I'm not going to be seen. What happens to us is we get caught between the emotional side of ourselves and the logical mind. Like we know what to do, but we just can't emotionally do it. So we get caught between this. It feels like this. See me, but don't see me. See me, but don't see me. Because I want to be seen and I want to be a leader. I want to be an influence, but please don't see me. Because if you see me, you're going to see how really like bad or wrong or not good enough I am. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and I can't, fee I can't bear that exposure. So there's this, the rift that's happening for people is the suffering happens in these two splits in the split between who they really are and the ego of who they became to survive. So what we do in eight weeks is we actually bring this piece in, 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 in essence, we bring this back into this so that they become whole mm. back into themselves. So we heal the emotional trauma, we free the mind from the negative self-talk, and then we teach you how to process emotions because that's what got us stuck in the first place, yeah. right? We don't know how to process our emotions to come back into alignment with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Then we teach you how to um, no longer fear people's judgments or their opinions of you. 
and then how to stay in power and have a voice. Because when the trauma happened, every single one of the of us didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. When my trauma happened, I I I went into complete frozen state mm-hmm. and I just stood shocked like that. And um I didn't have a voice. So then the way that I tried to survive is by every time something would scare me, I would just go into frozen state and hide and not have a voice. So being able to have a voice and stay in your power without, um, regardless of a disagreement or a conflict is huge. Um, And really begin to trust yourself and your intuition because in all of that, I stopped trusting myself. Mm. Because here's the cool thing that I, that, um, I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago when these traumas happen, because they happen so young, they're happening, um, you know, under the age of seven Mm -hmm. and we don't have a conscious mind. Then we only have a subconscious mind as children. So what am I, what does that mean? And what does that have to do with it? What it means is we took it all in as whatever was happening as our fault. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't say, Oh, Look at dad or mom. They're just having a bad day today. <laughs> yeah, what do I need to do to be loved? What do like, to oh my gosh, my God. We think them as God, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, my God is disappointed at me. I mm-hmm. must be doing really something wrong. Or it doesn't even have to be with us. Um, the, the gentleman that I spoke to right before this call, his was um, his trauma, which again, you're we're not connecting that what I'm struggling with at 40 is what happened to me when I was three or four or five. Right. Right. (laughs) What his trauma was, because he didn't know it before the call either is um, his was just witnessing mom and dad fighting Mm -hmm. and dad hitting mom. Mm -hmm. And then, (gasps) and then like feeling helpless and like, like I can't use my words. I don't know what to say. And so his biggest struggle as an adult is not knowing what to say in his, you know, as a leader and wanting to be an influencer, but can't get his words out. Can you see how it all? No, I love this conversation. It's so powerful. And I love too, that you distinguish the word trauma is so strong, right? People in the audience might think, well, I haven't had anything, you know, (laughs) your third grade teacher told you you were stupid, right? Or yes. you were you know, you did bad on this test or you know yes. live in your subconscious that now you're running the I'm stupid program right that's, that's exactly right like right. you nailed it perfectly that's exactly what happened I had this one gentleman who he's like I don't know what my trauma is I'm like oh no worries I can get it in a few minutes let's <laughs> you know just give me two seconds and we'll we'll get there and he's like I don't remember anything I said don't worry and I helped him and his was when he was four years old, so so the pattern he was running as an entrepreneur is he would make money and then lose money, make money and then lose money. He would never really sustain or build wealth, right? And so his was when he was four years old, um, he came home from preschool and he said, daddy, 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 look, I colored inside the lines. And he was so excited because he had done something so amazing. And he was expecting his dad to just be like, oh, my gosh, that is like the most amazing thing. <laughs> and his dad looked at it and said, oh, well, I guess you don't have much of an imagination. Oh. Now, that's all he said. Right. He didn't say like, you worthless piece of. <laughs> right, right. He just said wow, I guess you don't have much of an imagination. And that was so traumatic for that little boy. 
mm-hmm. that from th- that day forward, he heard that as there's something wrong with me. Like what I thought was good isn't good. So I can't trust myself. I can't trust myself to know what's good. I don't know how to make good decisions, right? Can you see like every, and what are entrepreneurs make a zillion decisions every day? Right, right, exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be what society considers a trauma. Like it can be anywhere where the child, because how we grow is by an emotional bond of trust. And so what causes that break in trust is where the trauma is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so if we don't heal this. The reason I'm, you know, people often go, wait a minute, you're a business coach that heals trauma. And I'm like, yeah, because what was stopping me in business, like business to me, is is all just a relationship game. Like people think they're in different businesses, but the mm-hmm. truth of it all, you know, as someone who's built many and really understand business like the back of my hand, business is the in is the relationship game. The vehicle you choose to play that relationship game, whether it be through insurance or an attorney or as a real estate broker or whatever you are through is just a vehicle for that relationship game. But at the end of the day, it's just a relationship game. And so why, if we don't heal this emotional part of ourselves that is stopping us from winning this game, like, of course, and, and, you know, you know, I'm for everybody making as much money. I mean, I grew up poor. So the thing that fulfills me the most is um, helping people make the most amount of money they want to make. But the fact that there's only 2% of female entrepreneurs that ever break 1 million is ridiculous. Like, I am so out to break that barrier of um, not because I believe everybody should, you know, I don't want anyone to make the money they don't want to make because, you know, a, you know, a, a million dollar comes with a team, right? We're not doing it ourselves. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the illusion. You know, like the big joke on me was when I hit my first million in my first company, I was like, oh, that's so funny because I used to think of self-made as like you did it yourself mm. when like self-made is you had a team. <laughs> <laughs> that's very ironic <laughs> because you never do it yourself yeah, well, it's so funny right. Um, but anyway right, right. you don't try to do everything yourself <laughs> yeah it was just the funniest thing to me that and along with like when i hit my first and then you know of course we we you don't keep a million because you pay out you know in the team and everything of course and all that other stuff and um taxes are 37 <laughs> percent Yeah, exactly. But the reason I like to share that is like, that was like the other, like, oh my gosh, like, it's not how much you make, but how much you get to keep. So I'm very big on profit margins on making the most amount of money Mm -hmm. and being able to keep the most amount of money. um, Because, you know, less is more, right? Less is definitely more. So it's just kind of fun, like the different things you you know in hindsight, the things that I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago would, right. you know, would have made a huge difference. So, so love the work you're doing because you're right. You can't compartmentalize your life. Right? Everything is a relationship, whether it's a relationship, you know, to your business, to your yourself and your self-worth, to money, to your love relationships, to your relationship with food and health and that relation. You know, so it's all... It, it's all interwoven. Totally. Totally. I mean, as long as we think that any part of us is not enough, then we're always looking outside for validation from others. 
Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's not a winning game because have you noticed people are fickle? <laughs> they, they love you one minute and then the next minute you're like, you know, Hey, you know, like they, they're just, right. you know, you can't, you your enoughness cannot be dependent on other people. Yeah. Right. And just so this can't be, you know, yeah, it's just can't be. And so, yeah, it's just a, about coming back into alignment with what the truth is and really being able to sort that out, right? And that is the reason why I wrote the book. The reason I wrote my book is the I wrote the book because it's the book that I wish somebody had written and given me back when I was, you know, first starting out, like 18 years old. I would have like loved to have this book because the book is just full. It's only filled with truths. All I did was like, and I told it in story format only because, and you know, that was like, I really made it hard on myself because I don't consider myself a great writer of any kind, but people love this book because I wrote it in story so that they could actually um, hear it for themselves. Like in story, then we get it more. And I wanted them to really get where it is in them so that they could, you know, people from all around the world have shared with me that just reading my book changed their life. And that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody to be able to pick it up because the other double-edged, you know, sword about this whole thing is this is this here, this happened here, this what happened, the day, this original trauma. Mm -hmm. The other reason why people don't find it, like it, I'm not an overnight success. It took me six years to uncover what I can do for people in eight weeks. It took me six years and I had a partner who was willing to reflect it back to me. I say to people all the time, because this is where they get stopped. They think they're going to be able to figure this out themselves. And it's not because there's something wrong with them, but it's literally like this, Leanne. Like, it's like, it's that would be the equivalent of a heart surgeon doing his own heart surgery. <laughs> right, right. Like, can you imagine, like, how do you go from being the patient to them being the one that knows how to do it and then going to the patient to the, it's like, it's impossible. And mm -hmm. that's the reason why people don't find it. Like, the reason is, is because it's so who, when that split happened, it was unconscious. You weren't aware of it. So you don't even know that you did it in hindsight until someone reflects it back to you. And then you're like, that's me. That's exactly what I did. But you don't know it until someone pulls it out of you and then reflects it. Does that make yeah. sense? I love that because then you can see the patterns of your life. It's like everything, oh, right? That's why that that's happened or that's everything. Right. Right. All it's the dots, beautiful. all the dots start to connect. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's <laughs> why, that's why I married him. <laughs> right. Right. Like, my first, I was like, Oh, that's why I married my first husband. Like it was so like, everything made sense. My whole life felt like completely free. Like I could see everything. Um, and so, yeah, the greatest, greatest thing ever. <laughs> and I love, and I love what you do is, is, is so, I mean, foundational is not even a strong word, but it's, you know, to business success, people think they need this, you know, this action step and this thing. But if you're not in alignment with who you are first, totally. you're never going to do the action steps. You're never. Your wheels, right? Never. Yeah. You're going to do a little bit, then feel bad, then lose money, then you know, fall back, you know, until you do this foundational discovery work and get in alignment. Yeah. It is, it is the ultimate game changer. Like it really, 
like, again, I don't have a negative voice anymore, but also more than that. And like, that's awesome because I never knew that that was possible. Um, but more than that, like people, like, I'm not afraid of anyone. Like where before I would like, I couldn't like certain people would trigger me if they had like a strong personality, what mm -hmm. my father had, I would immediately go into confusion. Yeah. Like I become the dumbest person in the room. Like, right. <laughs> like my brain would stop functioning and I could literally not make sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. And like just that alone, like not having to be concerned about not being able to make a sentence or for not saying something intelligent or not getting it right. Like, oh my gosh, like that used to rule my entire life. Like doing it wrong was like my ultimate, my biggest fear back then from my trauma was like um, my, the fear of that I'm going to do it wrong. Mm. I'm not going to do it right. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the, it would be like when I would be doing something that I thought was good that he didn't think it was good. Like I didn't, I thought it was good as a kid and then it would, it would set him off. Yeah. So it's like not knowing what was going to be the trigger, right? Um, of what was gonna set him off is really where mine came from, you know, inside of my original one and what used to really rule me. But being free of that, um, you know, I like to say to everybody like freedom, freedom is when we have non-attachment non-judgment and non-resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we have those things in our lives as a way of being, mm -hmm. you, you couldn't give me enough money to like that would justify how great that feels, right? Like money just becomes then a tool, um, which is just the icing on the top from already living that free you know, then it just gives me more choices, like to do an epic trip with my family and be able to treat them all to an incredible experience that they would never be able to afford to have. Like, those are the kind of things that like, and being able to give to my greatest causes and make a difference for animals that don't have a voice or for, you know, children that are, you know, don't have, you know, that are come from poor begin, you know, are poor, mm -hmm. like those kind of things um, really mean a lot to me, but freedom, Freedom is, is really fascinating to me. Like the, the power that one has um, in the ability to access their potential mm -hmm. in the space between action and reaction mm -hmm. or action and response. Like that power, that space between where that choice happens. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> that is Better than any drug, any anything yeah. anyone could ever give me, any alcohol of any kind. Like that, that is ultimate freedom and power, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody has that. That's what the coolest thing is. It's not, it's something everybody can have. Once they heal their original trauma and understand these key pieces, it's it is available to anyone. Yeah anyone it's not has nothing to do with i never went to college my my son this is so cute my son you know graduated with the you know business degree and like i remember him asking me questions and he was like they don't teach us that that's not what they say and i'm like did your professor does did he make a million dollars does did he know how to no well consider that's why he's teaching like and i'm not judging the guy but like think about that like what i'm gonna tell you is not gonna be you know i'm gonna tell you exactly how it really works not how it works in concept because yeah. there's the experience 
And then there's conceptual under, you know, awareness of it. Right, right. There's you the know? theory, the practice, and the mastery, right? It's like, how do we move through those phases, you know? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And like, I really understand what it is to live it. And that can often be very different than what the conceptual understanding is. Because again, that power is happening in the experience um, that's happening in the moment. And so it's how those pieces come together based on the fact that it's all a relationship game. And I would say that most people don't even understand that it's a relationship game. Like most people, it's kind of like most people think they're playing the game of soccer when they're really in the game of football, right? <laughs> and it's like, they don't understand why they're not winning because they don't understand the rules of the game. And when you understand relationships, then you, what you have is you have it all because there are many people who've made millions of dollars and their relationships are horrible, yeah. right? I get those people, like I help them. <laughs> so I see both sides. Inside, right? That's just not connected, yeah. Yeah, so I see those people. I mean, I help them. They're on their fourth wife. They're on their third wife, you know what I mean? And um, so how great is money if you have no one to actually spend it with? Like, it's not, it's just, you know, it's you're missing the point. So it's really having the relationship be first and foremost, and the greatest relationship you could ever have is that with yourself. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love what you're, what you do. You work in the world, and and yeah. it's so so important because it is so foundational to, yeah. to, again, all the pillars of our life, right? And so that's awesome. Now I'd love to move into our power questions. Absolutely. And um, what is a, a book that has had a massive impact on you? Yes. And there's so many um, that I could choose from, but I'm going to go with, uh, you know, and I would definitely choose mine. <laughs> Not mine. Um, I'm going to go with The Slight Edge. I love mm. this book um, by Jeff Olson, Turning Simple Disciplines into Massive Success. The reason is, is I'm going to go with his, and there's so many that I could go with, but I'm going to go with his because I find that, see, I grew up poor. So I started working when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And the things that I do as a habit, I, I, you know, in coaching so many hundreds of people, those habits, like if you're not used to having those habits of doing, you know, those kind of practical works and so forth to make those results happen, mm -hmm. like build like really understanding that habits are really lifestyles mm -hmm. they're not really something to try to like it's not like a coat to put mm -hmm. on and then yeah. it's right. not like that like um my partner laughs at me because um you know my whole calendar is completely like filled for the whole next year right like i already have everything so i plan to be spontaneous and he laughs at me like like I'm planning my spontaneity, like meaning like, okay, on this time on Saturday, I have this much, you know, this room to be spontaneous. Right. <laughs> and it was like, that's kind of funny. Like, I'm like, but that really is to me, like what allows me so much freedom is discipline. And most people, not everyone, but uh, there's a lot of people who have linked discipline to a negative connotation. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So the reason I'm picking that book is I would say the best thing that one could ever do is clean up the misunderstanding and misconception they have around discipline. Because to me, 
there is no greater discipline than the integrity of, with mm -hmm. myself. It's not for other people. I'm do, I do what I say I'm going to do because my self-trust mm -hmm. in myself is greater yes. than anything else that I could ever promise someone else. So my word is worth more than anything. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I and mean, I always say nothing erodes confidence like not keeping your word to yourself because totally. that your integrity bank, right? It's that's totally. where it's going to start. So totally. So I think that that's such a huge thing in building lifestyle habits, not mm -hmm. as like something like, oh, I've got to do this in order to look that way or be okay. You know what I mean? Not from yeah. something of a seeking validation outside, but really from an internal, like, I want to trust myself because it feels so good to trust myself. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is huge for me. So that's why I would recommend habits as a lifestyle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I love that distinction. That's beautiful. How about yeah. a quote that you live by? James Clear has a really great one. Mm -hmm. um, he said, and I, I, I love this so much, the more you let a single belief define you, the less capable you are at adapting when life challenges you. Mm. Yeah. Right. So not having one single belief. I'm the reason, you know, when somebody says to me, Mia, what's the one strategy that, you know, is going to make me a million dollars? And I said, you're asking me the wrong question. You should be asking me, Mia, how do I become a strategist? Because it's the ability to be flexible. Like I've been an entrepreneur for over 32 years. I've gone through every market of different things of like, um, you know, it's not the one thing that I know to do. It's how to be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't have a single belief about myself. If, you know, it's more inside of being flexible, like being 100% committed to my result without being attached to how it's got to look. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. See, like, that's a huge difference. And that's why I love that quote so much because that adaptability I, I feel like I'm the uh, I'm I'm like the ultimate like survivor in the sense of not because I'm living from survival anymore, but the coyote, the National Geographic wrote about the coyote and they talked about the coyote as it is the ultimate survivor because it's the only animal that can go in like live in New York City because they will change their entire eating habits in order to adapt. Mm. Where and that's kind of like I Feel like that per that like I resemble that because I grew up in South America. Um, you know, I grew up in the jungle, and um, they used to think I was an albino, and they used to thought like, yeah, like they would touch my hair and touch my skin, and like I always wherever I went. And then I lived in Haiti, and I lived in like I've lived all in these different places, and wherever I went, like I just became like the ultimate like adaptable person. Um, almost to a fault. Like if somebody starts talking with a heavy Texas accent, I take, I literally will start picking it up, not even meaning to. I start talking like a Texan. <laughs> right, right. But I do that because I learned it as a child. Like and the best way to adapt is, is to fit in, right? Yeah, fit in, absolutely. The best way to adapt is to be in a conversation somebody's already having. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, you've given us so many golden nuggets, but if I was to ask you, you know, what would be your final message? message to the world. If you had one golden nugget, what would it be? You know, 
I think the biggest thing for me that I wish somebody would have told me, right, because I'm known as the awakened entrepreneur, because people, when they come through, they go, they, after they heal, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so awake. Like the world looks different because before you were caught up in the movie and now you're outside of the movie looking at, and you're like, you can see everything. So that's why I got the nickname, the awakened entrepreneur. So I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I would love, somebody would have told me is inside of that split when this happens here right and we developed our ego here mm -hmm. inside of that i would have loved for somebody to tell me that we the ego we're never going to enlighten the ego mm -hmm. so but we don't need to so like if you can feel this like dark doesn't need to become light mm -hmm. right like up doesn't need to become down in doesn't need to become out. Like the polarity and contrast is what is the greatest service. Like what happens is when I know what my ego, what my ego looks like and what that is, then I know who I really am because the contrast is what helps me choose whether I like chocolate or vanilla. Mm -hmm. Like it's in the contrast. So I think the greatest thing that I wish somebody would have told me is stop trying to enlighten your ego. Like your ego, there's nothing wrong with your ego. Your ego isn't bad. Um, we created it as a way to survive our childhood. And when you can make peace with that side of ourselves, when there isn't any piece of ourselves that we're not willing to accept, like where we've accepted all pieces, mm -hmm. that is the greatest freedom. That is the greatest freedom. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Well, before I ask my last question, how can we find your book, support you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They can get it for free. Um, Mia meant for more book.com. My team put a list um, inside of that. You can, they can go there, get it for free. Um, the password is free book, capital F, um, all one word free book. Um, get it for free, download it, enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to hear you can email me personally. I answer all my own emails. So it's Mia at MiaHewitt.com. And my last name is spelled H E W E T T. Um, and so just email me, tell me what you got out of it. I, I loved, I love hearing what people got for themselves. Um, but that's all. I would love to hear their, their comments and feedback. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I want one more final question sure. for you. you no, know, as you know, we are rise up for you. So when yeah. you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? You know, that just reminds me of like what we were talking about earlier, like rise up for you is really about most people have a misunderstanding about the word selfish. So mm -hmm. what I would say rise up for you is about that you have to be selfish enough. And I'm going to clarify what that means, but selfish enough to really be able to put yourself first, kind of like when they were on an airplane and they say, please secure your oxygen mask and that of before that of a young child. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to consider that, um, until you are willing to put yourself first, you don't really have anything to give anyone else, right? So mm -hmm. the, the one thing I want to clear up about selfish is um, when we, if anyone was ever told that, I was told that as a child, like, don't be selfish, don't be selfish, <laughs> right? But the mm -hmm. funniest thing is when you look at that, it's like, well, what is selfish? Um, what the person is saying is in that moment is don't do what you want to do, do what I want you to do. And in hindsight, isn't that selfish? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if we can make peace with the fact that every single human being is selfishly wired mm -hmm. and not make that wrong, 
but make peace with the fact that every single person is only coming from their own perception or their own filter uh, and so forth. If we can just accept that as truth, not right or wrong, but just truth, then this part of rising up is the greatest thing you could ever do for yourself is really applying your, you know, really looking for yourself of what would give yourself the most amount of things that would allow you to fly and flourish, because that is the greatest gift you could then be for anyone else. So to me, it's the ultimate of being in relationship with yourself and being selfish enough to be willing to put yourself as a priority so that you can then give back to others. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Mia, so much for your time, your wisdom. I just love this conversation. It's so powerful and love the work you're doing in the world. And, and I'm excited to get your book and to, um, and to stay connected because awesome. it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Take care. Bye. So there you have it, Mia Hewitt. Oh, just so many golden nuggets there. And uh, and uh, like I said, I'd love you to comment, um, uh, put down in the uh, in the chat what what you what the nugget you got from this conversation, and uh, just keep sharing. Also, you know, write down for you what it is because it's you know we hear these beautiful conversations and then sometimes we forget. So. I recommend you write that down. We're only a few days away from 2021. Can you believe it? I think most of us are pretty darn happy to leave 2020 behind, right? So, um, so please always, um, you know, take those nuggets, put them into practice. That's why we're here at Rise Up for You. Um, that's why we we have this uh, platform, this podcast, our Facebook community. So, like I said, like our Facebook page. Our founder, Natalina Nazardine, is always posting amazing content, as well as our team and. You can get so much out of that, both personally and professionally. Again, grab your um, Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit at riseupfew.com or text Rise Podcast to 797979. Rise Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And we always support you both personally and professionally. Happy New Year to all of you. And let's work to make 2021 the best ever. <laughs>